Hey, welcome to Cover Down, guys. Uh, I'm back. Seth, here with Doug, uh, ready for episode two. Two, two, two. two. The and deuce. A, yeah, the big deuce, man. Uh, <laughs> he said it. And already. All right. So, uh, yeah, so we're on episode two already. A little bit early this time. Just a tad. Right? Uh, we understand that we're going to be moving into the holidays here pretty soon, and normally when we move into episode two being a bi-weekly production uh it would actually fall roughly around christmas time which we don't want to interfere with any of our schedules here at the show um as well as any of our audience schedules uh so we'll be uh putting this one out a little bit early enough to enjoy it early or enough to save it if you want to avoid your in-laws during uh, this <laughs> <Exactly>. holiday season <laughs> so uh grab the eggnog and sit back and relax so yeah um how do you think the first one went, man? I think it went really good. I mean, we had a few technical errors, I guess you could say. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, that's that's expected, right? Yeah. Nothing is ever 100%. Nothing is ever going to go as planned. So we're just going to have to, you know, roll with it as it happens. But, I mean, for the first... For the first episode, I would have to say it went very, very well. And it was received very well. I don't even think we had it on YouTube for more than 24 hours. And you had reached out and said that a, uh, a veteran or a Purple Heart recipient in another state yeah. had reached out and was you know, commenting on it or something. What was that about? Yeah, I, know, um, I mean, naturally, we're going to share this with, with all, of, uh, all of our friends and stuff and, and try to get them on board. Um, uh, we have a, a family friend up in New Hampshire that had forwarded the podcast to a friend of hers who was a Purple Heart recipient Marine who was not familiar with the program for him to be able to see his doctor and have the VA cover it really? outside of the VA's own hospital. So just to know that within the first episode, we had some form of impact yeah. on somebody yeah, to help them out. I mean, that's great. We did it. We did yeah. it in one, right? Like that's what, <laughs> that's what we're looking for, right? You know, and, and we definitely want to know if, if our audience members have questions about certain things because if, if we know we can help you, great. If we don't know, well, the benefit is is that you know, where we are tirelessly researching these things and making sure that we can educate ourselves along with other people. So yeah, exactly. you know, for anybody out there who's got questions about VA coverage or, or service related stuff, just let us know. Cause uh, like I said, we'll help out. And if we don't know, we'll find someone who does and we'll get it on the show. We'll talk about it. We'll shoot out emails. We'll make things good. But yeah, no, it was a great, it was a great first start. Um, you know, we're at, you know, it's a small number, but it's a it's a proud number. It's fifty four subscribers thus far, uh, and a lot of that had to do with the first episode. Yeah, it's not bad for you know, you know a week. Yep. just being being live, I guess yep. you could say. But yeah, yep. fifty four subscribers. Fifty four subscribers, over five hundred views thus far since we started. Um, yeah, it's it's doing great, and uh, you know the 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 channel is actually getting recommended. You know, on YouTube, it's popping up in other people's streams that oh, are yeah. not subscribed to us. Yeah. Um, I see it all the time. So I, I'll stream like YouTube videos or songs while I'm at work and I'll just be like scrolling through mm -hmm. and then I'll just see the, you know, the cover down podcast come up and I'm like, Hey, I know those guys. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> those dudes are super handsome. Whoa. Um, so yeah, you know, we're, we're, I thought it went super well. Um, and I'm excited to be here again. Uh, so how was your, how was your week? It was good. It was yeah. very busy. What'd you, what'd you do? Very busy. Uh, well, last minute I got thrown into uh, some training at work. So it was, had to rearrange the entire schedule, but it was actually very good training um, considering what we do within the organization and because of the community that we, you know, that we target, I guess you could say. Um, it's called assist training. So it's applied suicide intervention training skills. Mm -hmm. So right now, <clears throat> I'm part of a, a team or part of a group of people uh, at work who are trained and authorized to basically do like a suicide intervention mm -hmm. and sit down with somebody and basically gauge, you know, whether it's a high risk, low risk, or if there's no risk at all, and then make the appropriate call from there. But it was very, it was like 14 hours of, you know, training. It was very surreal. It, it hit hard, but I mean, it was... You know, it was excellent training to go through. So 
But yeah, it was a very busy week. Very busy. As soon as I had one thing planned, another thing popped up, just derailing my entire plans. So <laughs> that sounds. I mean, about it was right. just it was insane. But I yeah. mean, it sounds like you had a little bit more purpose behind what you were doing. I was just working uh, between shifting schedules to cover people because I don't want my guys to not be able to take their vacations due to lack of individuals because it's super hard to find any employee right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. By why, I don't know. We're still trying to figure that out ourselves. But uh, yeah, that and, you know, I was talking to Nick and Monique earlier about my new German Shepherd puppy. I named him Maverick. Yes, it's that awesome. <laughs> um, getting him trained, so... They've been pulling shifts with a wife on sleeping on the couch and making sure that he gets outside immediately as he has to go potty, uh, which is, it's like having another kid. Like, That's... I've, already, I've already got three, no. so I'm doing it all over again. <laughs> it's a little it's a little rough, but I love every moment of it. That's good. What uh, kind of dog is it? It's a German Shepherd. Oh, okay. What type of color it is and stuff? Mo, do you know? What? You have a picture of one? I haven't seen him yet. I, I sent you I've sent you videos oh, you and did. pictures. Yeah. yeah, you just ignore me. I didn't ignore you. Monique ignores me. But yeah, he's he's a cute <laughs> little dude. I named him Maverick. Middle name Dangerous. Oh, he's a little tricolor. <clears throat> yeah, he's he, yeah, tricolor. He's tri mean meaning he has the same color. Tricolors. Just a when he was little. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I got a dog. What'd you do? Um, <laughs> so let's, you know, we, we went into last time kind of like a brief history of like our careers, mm -hmm. but we didn't really talk about like ourselves, like you, like hobbies, interests, favorite music <laughs> and stuff like that. You know, who's uh, who, who is, who is Doug? You know, let's, let's, um, tell me, tell me, let me open up your brain. Take a look. So... Hobbies, I would have to say right now, I'm like really into 3D printing. Yeah. It's something that you wouldn't think that it's very like uh, therapeutic, but it is because it's you have to do, uh, I don't want to say math, but you have to match like certain types of filament to temperatures mm -hmm. and, you know, different settings and stuff. So trying to figure out that problem to just to get it perfect. And then whenever a print is done, you can always find a flaw. So you're like, let me just change one setting. Mm -hmm. And then you spend another couple hours printing it, just seeing if you can perfect it. What kind of, and what kind of stuff are you printing? stuff i don't even need it's like <laughs> all the things i want yeah and all the things i don't need. yeah it's like i look at it and i'm like oh that's cool i'll print it and then i i'll talk to myself i'm like doug do you really need that and i'm like nope but it looks cool yeah and it only, it only costs like what like um so surprisingly like the roll of filament is anywhere between like 18 and say 30 dollars, depending mm -hmm. on what type you get but to print it I mean, it's relatively cheap. Mm -hmm. Like I can spend 25 hours printing something and then just the cost alone in the filament used is like two bucks. So it's, it's ridiculously cheap, but it's, it's cool to take this roll of just like plastic mm -hmm. and then feed it through a machine and then just have this machine spitting out this like layers of colored spaghetti on top of each other. Mm -hmm. And after you know, 12, 24 hours or whatever, it's, you have this product just sitting there and you're like, yeah, cool, I made that. So Yeah, a couple of years ago, I met up with a, with a toy designer and he uses uh, some crazy Waminine 3D printer to mm -hmm. like get his basic concept. He does, yeah. it all, he does it all in art and then he 3D designs it and then prints it off to see what he looks like. His, I mean, he, he designs toys that are meant for kids, but then at the same time as his other aspect, he designs... Um, like landscape things mm -hmm. for people who play tabletop, you know, games yeah. and stuff. Yeah, Dungeons so. and Dragons is huge. D and D, uh, they're especially if you have a resin printer, you can get like very fine detail yeah. on that, and it's that's a huge market where everyone's just like, yeah, I want these special characters and mm -hmm. stuff. But I mean, it's cool because we have a uh, a veteran that I know who lives in Tennessee or Kentucky, I forget which one, um, and she's known for printing out or making these resin pineapples and on the pineapples it's it's a keychain and it has like little messages like you're loved uh you effing matter like it's just these inspirational things 
So she's known for going to these these hikes and handing these out, and mm-hmm. it's become like, you know, an item that everybody wants. Just so a rando pineapple. There, there's a reason behind the pineapple, mm-hmm. and it's um, it's like it signifies something for her. So mm-hmm. it's part of her healing process um, because of something that happened, mm-hmm. and it was it came up in conversation. It was I don't want to say it was made a joke. A joke was made out of it, but it turned into something that allows others to heal uh, mm-hmm. which is really awesome so well that's kind of cool it's you you took a serious moment and you made levity of it and now it's actually part of the healing process yeah that's and like on my backpack yeah. that i carry for work i have two of those resin pineapples that mm-hmm. you know hang off the the molly strap or the molly webbing mm-hmm. um so i spent you know probably about a week designing an actual like pineapple container mm-hmm. um and on the front of it i had embossed the the phrase you effing matter mm-hmm. in it and basically just had the letters put on it and now she can put like all of her pineapples in it and stuff and i sent it to her you know so it, it's it's cool to basically be able to take something that you know somebody has or an idea yeah and then be able to just put it into an actual product in their hand Mm -hmm. uh so they can be like wow this is this is mine like this was just an idea you know a week ago and now it's it's sitting here yeah so well i mean i think it's i think like going back to making a joke at out of something that you know that was initially serious and then helping with the process that's that's i think that speaks to the veteran community quite well because we have a yeah, good sense of levity, levity to yeah, deal with serious irreverent issue. humor yeah that, you know, we can <laughs> laugh about those situations that aren't supposed to be funny but yeah there's there's a lot of people out there who would, who who might not understand our our sense of humor <laughs> they might think that we're a little cold but yeah, understand like this is how we deal with our issues yeah um, exactly so that's one hobby i mean i love to ride my motorcycle let's yep. go Solid. riding with um you know love riding with nick and and the rest of the guardian riders and other than that it's just hanging out with my son you know mm-hmm. playing baseball with him mm-hmm. and um you know practicing baseball going to his games and stuff you so play video games love video games yeah, so i am such that. a nerd yeah. like, i had to bring that up for a <laughs> I second i'm a huge nerd when yeah, it comes we'll to anything that. technology <laughs> and anything like video game related mm-hmm. um so i do have like i do stream on twitch yeah i had basically taken about a year off because when i was finishing my degree it just came up it just became way too much oh yeah big baller over here with what a so, master's with your master's your doctorate bachelor's. your bachelor's i'm not that okay. smart not that I smart <laughs> i got a i got a gd so uh, uh <laughs> so yeah i was uh i was streaming on twitch um which i'm gonna start back up after the new year Word. um built my own gaming pc so i mean it's yeah i bought mine you know, <laughs> you know i know how to build it i don't have the patience for yeah. it yeah so you walk you walk into my office and it's like i have my three 3d printers set up mm-hmm. and i have my dual monitor set up my mm-hmm. custom pc set up so it's just like this nerd heaven you just walk in there yep. and just, any anything technology related it's mm-hmm. like i want to i want to have my hands on it so. yeah it's hard gadgets are are fun and most of the time a pitfall for money yes <laughs> but yeah what about what about what about music Speaking that's of, that's a hard one to pinpoint yeah. because my Walks playlist like is her, uh, my my playlist is all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like there is no rhyme or reason for anything on my oh, playlist. Give me some like, top favorites. Lots of T Swift. Yeah, <laughs> lots of lots of T Swift and Tay Tay. Yeah, you big look, you big Hanson fan. Like yeah. look, mm, bop. I'll jam out to Hanson. Like I'm not even kidding. Not, like, not even lying. I I own Hanson albums. Don't care. Like who can't jam out to that song? They, when it comes they turn out. into a folk band. You know uh, they're good now. But yeah, there's no rhyme or reason. It's like one minute I'll be playing Michael Jackson, and the next minute I'm playing Michael Bublé, or mm-hmm. I'm playing um, you know some of the old school hip hop, old school rap, some EDM. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's all over the very, place. Very very eclectic. Yeah. yeah, it's never Word. it's never one specific type of genre of music because it's all mm-hmm. you know it's all great, right? It all has something to offer. But one thing I do make sure I do is when it comes to the music is you never play. And this is just you know for my own mental health because we were just speaking about it uh, <laughs> is I never play like the same playlist going into work that I do mm-hmm. playing coming home from work. So it's two totally different playlists. So you have a, you have a playlist specifically for going to work? No, it's not a playlist going for... to work. So like I'll have a playlist for like say the motorcycle, right? Mm-hmm. It's specifically just for the motorcycle. And mm-hmm. then when I get on, I just hit bike and then it just cycles through the music. Mm-hmm. So I'll get in the truck and I'll play the bike music going to work. But when I leave work, I'll make sure that I don't play that 
that playlist. Oh. I don't play it until like the next morning or the day after. See, I'm getting old, so now it's like I'm listening to 15 minute news on the way to work <laughs> and then talk radio. You know, it's where I, where I used to just be rocking out all You're, the time. You I'm know? older than you, though. That's I don't know. Like, like, how old are you? Yeah, I'm 33, about to be 34 here in um, January. Is that how the numerical system works? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You should play this new podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should listen to this new podcast. It's really awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm way older than you, and I'm still not hit. And, uh, the 15 minute news are so. you joking me dude i hit 26 and on my 20 25 and on my 25th birthday i threw my back out shoveling snow and just limped to the garage holding it <laughs> like at 30 years old i was sitting in the backyard at eight o'clock on a sunday morning reading a newspaper <laughs> drinking coffee i had the the navy aged me well beyond my years oh yeah i think anybody can attest to that who's in the military that yeah. roughly about 10 years i think is is what you get aged past, at least mentally, if not physically. Um, yeah, it's 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 rough, man. <laughs> it's rough. Yeah. So you said to tread lightly on the music subject, and well, there's known by the the music that you just played in your truck not too long ago. Oh well. And, so the, well, I have like I have some hard stops and some stuff. All right. So okay. like one like. Don't don't come in here with the polka, please. Mm. <laughs> like you can come in once in a while, but it's fine. Uh, let's see, uh, hip hop country crossover music just stop that just i can't do it i i can get i get very board. confused i don't know whether yeah. to dance or hoe down or it's just do both what right ho dance just, you know maybe get, i don't get, know get crunk and do a do a line dance yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean it, it'll work we can only go up to the five steps because rednecks can only count to five i think but. i think when it comes to that style of music though it has to be done i don't want to say Obviously, it has to be done perfectly, but there's mm. certain people who can pull it off. Yeah. Right. There's certain artists who can pull off that style of music, mm. but then there's another artist who will try to pick it up and it's just mm. like epic fail. Just stop. If you find somebody that you like, go listen to who inspired them. So it's cool because that music can be a little bit of a time machine as mm -hmm. well. Um, and it'll take you back. But like the, the number one love for me is is metal, specifically more in the, in the heavy metal and hair metal. Mm -hmm. uh, I just went and saw... Uh, in October, uh, Judas Priest yep. for their 50th anniversary, which was pretty friggin' awesome. Uh, Nick and I went and saw uh, Black Label Society of the Wolf's Den here in Connecticut, <laughs> where the man came out of the Wolf's Den, like out of the area. He stole my beer. He stole his beer, stole Nick's beer, stole <laughs> Nick's beer, put his boot against ours and just melted our face with like a 15 minute guitar solo. Really? We were on the ground like, we're not worthy, we're not worthy. <laughs> it was a pretty, it was a pretty heavy moment, man. It was, it was super cool. And we got our best friend t-shirts that day. Best friend t-shirt day. It's when uh, we have matching shirts. Um, so yeah, like you know, my dad like raised me on on Doc and White Snake, you mm -hmm. know, all all those those guys, and then just got heavier with Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, and then it turned into some really heavy stuff. But at the same time, man, I love '80s and '90s country. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's so good. It's like because I tell you what, like I may listen to metal all the time, but if I'm fishing, you only have country. Yeah. You know? The, but anything that gives me a blast to like the 1980s, which is like my my thing. So, you know, with the advent of synthwave being huge, I love that. Love some synthwave stuff. Um, dude, nine, 90s hip hop, 90s rap. Oh, man, yeah. 90s hip hop will always be, yeah. will always be like the, the genre of music no. that it's just you can just yeah. put on and it just kind of puts you in Fa that. Favorite album, favorite album. Um, Let's see, Nas's Godson, mm -hmm. you know, with Get Down on it. That one was my my favorite hip hop album of all time. That 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 shit I listened to when I was snowboarding, when I was skateboarding, you know, as a kid. Uh, Jurassic Five, uh, anything that came out of Tony Hawk Pro Skater One's <laughs> playlist at the time, you know, when you could put your PlayStation One disc into a CD player and play yeah. that. That was that was my jam. Um, but yeah, and then I, you know, grew up playing guitar and bass and all that stuff. So it, it was only natural just to kind of listen to everything. Uh, so yeah, it's, you know, you play your video games, you yeah. get your motorcycle, Love video games. you huge Love. tech geek. Yeah. Uh, I am a massive nerd. nerd. And I don't, I do not say that lightly or as an understatement, um, how Larry and I, for those who, who don't know, Larry uh, was the owner of Spirit Gallery before he passed away, who does the uh, Honor Inc. You know, with us. Uh, I opened my, my comic book store inside Larry's tattoo shop. 
you know. So that's how much of a nerd I am. I own. Yeah, I wish you still you know, had it because then I could like <laughs> 3D print like a whole bunch of you know stuff yeah. for you, and you can sell it in the shop. Yeah. So I I, I grew like I learned to read on comic books for the most part because it was the only thing that would interest me at the time. Uh, I grew up playing Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, I was like also playing football, yeah. you know? So it was like, yeah, we play football all week long. And then Saturday night comes, you know, if we didn't have a game, I was playing Dungeons and Dragons all week with my buddies. <laughs> so, so yeah, I don't, I didn't hit the nerd stage until it was probably after, after the military. Yeah. It was growing up. I was in the garage with my dad working yeah. on vehicles and stuff. And you know, that's, um, you know, what prompted me to become a mechanic in the army, mm-hmm. but it was, I think it was when the uh, like the implementation mm-hmm. of smartphones had started to hit the market mm-hmm. it, in the palm of your hand and realizing like the capabilities and then realizing like what that device does that just kind of sparked this interest of mm-hmm. like technology and sparked the interest of you know digging deeper into everything yeah and then it was it just snowballed from there yeah like it got to the point where I think one day I came home from work and my flat screen just wouldn't work mm-hmm. and I looked at it. I was like, oh, this, this sucks. Like, what am I going to do? So I'm like, well, I can go buy a new one. I'm like, nah, forget nah. that. So I ripped off the back uh, of I'm it. I'm going to fix it. <laughs> ripped off the back of it. And I'm like tracing parts back and stuff. And then, you know, just looking at what could have possibly gone wrong. Ordered a part off of eBay, fixed it, put it back up, and TV came on. I, can, I, like, I can do that. Like but a $60 part. I'm too lazy. You know, I just eat that shit screen. out the window into the trash and go buy a new one. <laughs> no, it's, it's like... It, it had just snowballed from there. Oh my gosh! Well, yeah. So you're well rounded, though. You know? Pretty much. Yeah, that's kind of what I was. My, my my inspiration for that was my was my dad, who uh, was a hall tech um, in the '80s, and uh, you know, you go back and look at pictures of him. Weirdly enough, he looks like Solid Snake from Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> yeah, but just jacked, right? With bandana on, he's working out and stuff. Um, was a star athlete, you know, in high school. I think he still holds the main state record for like most points scored in a high school basketball game really? before the three point shootout line. Good yeah, beat D Brown in a three point shootout contest from the Boston Celtics. Got offered a, a walk on tryout. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. We have the news article for that too. Super Good cool. Um, but then played Dungeons and Dragons. Like he 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 walked down. Uh, I think it was at midnight to go check on his shop. And like all of his guys, instead of working, were playing Dungeons and Dragons on the aircraft carrier. And he's like, what are you losers doing? And they're like, we're losers. playing D&D. And he's like, I want to try. And so he's just from there, it was like, you know, this big buff burly dude, you know, that's walking around and lifting weights and welding stuff and yep. rolling dice. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting game. <laughs> playing, playing, from what I hear. Playing pretend. Yeah. yeah. I love it. It's fun. I yep. like being imaginative and being creative and stuff. Oh, yeah. So, but yeah, it's, that, that's... School now. Now I know a little bit more about you. You know a little bit more about me. Um, so we named the the podcast Cover Down. We didn't actually go into <laughs> on the last show what what that even means. Um, so yeah, it, it, to cover down uh, basically is like the intent to cover or protect something. There's, there's multiple meanings to it. Um, I know in the case of, of the military, when we're marching, it was to basically align yourself with the person in front of you, uh, which is kind of cool because when we think mm-hmm. about it, the Guardians, right? We align ourselves yep. with with the vision of this uh, of this organization. Plus, we align ourselves with the recipient and make sure that they're taken care of. Correct. Um, can you think of anything else? That, uh, well, I mean, I just it was very, it was very like like fitting, but kind of ambiguous. Term. Right. Well, we also chose it too because yes, it, it does hit on all of those marks. It definitely checks mm-hmm. all those boxes, um, but it also doesn't lock us in creatively because mm-hmm. that was one of the things that we were that we were fighting with coming yeah. up with the name. The forty it different was, names <laughs> that most of them were already taken. That uh, well, either they were already taken or just the name work. didn't work between the branches because yeah. it was there was certain terminology that I would use in the army that you guys had no clue yeah. about in the name. Nothing. And Nothing. I remember like what's that mean? Can you eat it? Can there you, was can you eat one, I, I, and I still laugh when I think about the the one message when I was like, if I were to you know tell you, if I were to yell buddy set, what would you guys yell? Because in the army, there's this way of advancing on enemy position mm-hmm. through cover fire by a, a move called buddy set, buddy moving. Mm-hmm. And normally, when you're around your army buddies and you yell buddy set, someone immediately is going to yell buddy moving, right? Mm-hmm. 
And then when I was like, when I said to you guys, what would you say if I said buddy set? Right. And you were, and I think it was Nick. He was like, yeah, high five. Good for you. Like, (laughs) here's sure. Let's go. (laughs) And then I was like, all right, so we're not going to use that one. That was better than the one that I had. Like my number one go to, they're like, we need a name. And I was like, call it blue Falcon podcast. Yeah. You know, like, well, maybe we can't associate that. We didn't, but for those of you who don't know what that means, just Google it. Okay. Just blue Falcon. Just Google it. Yeah. We didn't take it out of the holster though. That's, the thing no, no we kept it there yeah like it was a, still it. a possibility <laughs> but i like a little then, levity to things then it was i forget who it was uh, i was either you or nick that were like what about cover down and then once we started looking at it i think it was and, nick nick wasn't that you uh, then it was nick did the camera die again i'm sorry want something that locked us in creatively i mean i'm not going to say the organization itself is locked in creatively but mm-hmm. we cater to a very specific demographic yeah right so it's not anything that we can kind of venture outside the lines we yeah. have to stay within our lane but with the podcast we wanted something that we can just explore other creative avenues we yeah. didn't want to have um something where it was just you know people saw the name and they had an idea or they had a preconceived notion of what that podcast was going to be about. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also wanted to be able to expand the uh, expand the content to other things. We didn't just want to have to stick with one specific demographic or person. Yeah. So, so I think Cover Down just checks all those boxes yeah. for us. That's why we're, we're kind of exploring a little bit more today than just talking about straight military, VA stuff, you know. Because, uh, I mean, we, we want everybody to be entertained, right? Because every, everybody cares about, you know, uh, our, our American heroes that were out there doing good things for all of us. So we want everybody to be entertained. We want everybody to enjoy the show. Um, you know, I think it, it's probably a good step to, yeah. to do it like that. So um, we didn't talk about uh, what you even do for work. So my official title is called a life skills education services facilitator. Okay. So a life skills ESF. I can learn um, so much from you. <laughs> so, I mean, in the broadest of terms, I am pretty much just like a life skills instructor. Mm-hmm. So uh, I will give classes, one-on-one instruction, um, to the sub-schoolers in the, the submarine base on just general life skills stuff. So I handle all the like stress management, time management, resiliency. Uh, now I can assist the chaplains with the suicide prevention and awareness stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and pretty much anything that falls underneath that life skills umbrella, I, I cover it. So, and I, I, appro- I have to approach it from a couple of different perspectives. One, first and foremost, is a non-clinical because I'm mm-hmm. not an LCSW. I don't have my master's. I just have my bachelor's in industrial organizational psychology but so i have to approach it as like a suggestive kind of approach so the way that i explain it to people in the beginning of class is it's like me inviting you over to for dinner and i'm like here try this pepperoni mushroom and gummy bear pizza right <laughs> i don't know if it's going to be for you <laughs> <Peanut> butter and gumball <laughs> i don't know if it's going to be for you and i don't know if it's going to work or you're going to like it mm-hmm. but give it a shot if it doesn't let's move on to something else um the other way is from what the book says mm-hmm. you know this is why you stress out this is why we get anxious all that stuff and the third is from experience you know i've been through two deployments so i've had to deal with a lot of stress i've had to build that resiliency platform and i was deployed when i was like 20 something mm-hmm. like in my early 20s yeah. so i had to build that resiliency platform very very fast mm-hmm. and it, it all comes with experience. And I think my background kind of helps with the validity of the training too. So it, it helps when I get up in front of a, in front of an auditorium of like a hundred something plus people. And I explain my background and they're like, Oh, okay. So this guy's, he's been there. Right. So we can learn something from him. So, but yeah, I love my job. Absolutely love what I do. Yeah. You know, when someone like teaching you life skills that doesn't have their own, you know, crap put together, 
themselves. Yeah. So yeah, that's a benefit. Yeah. So, I mean, it's fun. I love it. It's my office is called the, the nightclub cause it's, it always has some sort of music playing. Awkward. <laughs> uh, I have the, the led lights around the room. I never have the main light on. So it's like you walk into the office and there's always a different color shining each day. Mm-hmm. So it's very relaxed and calm. I have my 3d printed stuff all over the office for no rhyme or reason whatsoever. It's just a big grenade turtle sitting on the grenade my, turtle. Yeah, it's called a grenurtle. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a big turtle and it's back is like, it sounds like a grenade. B-rate Pokemon. <laughs> oh, that would be sick. You're not going to have like a, like a Pokemon spinoff set. I wonder if it actually is a Pokemon or grenurtle. If anyone is watching and, and you are into Pokemon, which, <laughs> Hey, low key, I'm not like, I mean, it's fun, right? Dude, I so, skip. I, like, I, like I called, punchy I called out of work in the Navy just to play Pokemon Go with my wife. So, dude, I love that, pun- that. that punchy rock guy. That's like my the punchy my, rock. Yeah, he's my spirit animal. Um, the floor but, turd. <laughs> <laughs> um, it just that reminds me of that that video of that the, the guy, guy the guy who yeah. misnames all of the po- yeah. yeah that's a- Bulbasaur. That's onion turtle. Geo dude. Punchy rock. Meowth. That cat with them long ass arms. Ekans. Purple. Shit. He called Diglett. That's floor shit right there. And Doug Trio. That's three floor shits. He knew Pikachu, but everybody knows Pikachu. Oh, yeah, that's Pikachu right there. He called Weepin' Bell. Oh, that's almost a pair. Weedle. Party Wiener. Beedrill. Everybody know that's Big Dick B. Bees don't even have dicks. It's a stinger. If Grenurtle is an actual Pokemon, please let me know, because I would actually be interested in, in knowing that. But, yeah, I have, like, the... I have a small one, and it's, like, called the baby Grenurtle, and then I... 3d printed like one at 200 250 percent and it's legit like this big wow and it sits like right on the bookshelf right before you walk out the door and so many people will come in for a meeting or you know whatever and they'll walk out and they'll look at it and be like what is that and i'm like oh that's mama grenurtle and they're like that's what and i <laughs> and like, just, oh my like, baby leave. is over here <laughs> Does anybody ever yeah. walk into your office and they're like, they're talking to each other and you're like, what's up, mommy? Yeah. Sometimes you're playing with the Grenurdles. Um, yeah. I'm playing with the toys. Oh yeah. That, yeah. I believe I mean, that. I made them. So I know. Well, your job is a hell of a lot more fun than mine is. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> and what do you do? Uh, you got to have fun at your job though. That's the thing. You got to have fun. Okay. So I am the operations and engine engineering manager for a manufacturing company. Uh, so I work in manufacturing uh, I have like so you're like a boss yes okay yes yes the supervisors and other people work for well, you're me you're not the boss of me no no I'm, <laughs> no, I'm kidding no, that's well that that's, that's why you're the president you know True. who's not the boss of something Nick's not the boss of a camera <laughs> you're gonna do your your great work okay with uh, splicing yeah. this all together yeah yeah it's so eventually it's- just gonna do clips of all of our voices <laughs> and then just paste together a podcast <laughs> with what how did your week go? You know, there's gonna be different people on there too, like Stephen Colbert or whatever. There's gonna be Jay Leno. There's gonna be like, what? That wasn't me. Seth doesn't sound like Randy Macho Man Savage, so I don't know why you used his voice. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I work in manufacturing, so I get the the pleasure of just making stuff on a constant basis and dealing with lots and lots of people. Um, we took a survey the other day, actually. Uh, we went around to each employee and asked who was hated more, me or my boss. And it was a resounding me every single time. So the way I put it is I'm wow. doing my job right. Wow. So, um, I don't know. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. We'll find out here <laughs> my review that's going to come up soon. So we'll see. We'll see. Good. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, uh, it, it's nice to like your job. I can't say that I love mine. Uh, but... It's that, that I've never viewed work like that before. If that makes any sense, it's yeah. it's it's the job. Mm-hmm. You know, you you do the work. You know, that's that's just what it is. Uh, I always said, you know, I I go shovel cow manure for fifteen hours a day. If the pay was right, I don't care what I do as yeah. long as it takes care of my family and supports my lifestyle outside of work. Um, so what's fun is like this show because then I get to like live vicariously through this because I've always had a, like a secret desire to be a radio DJ <laughs> coming at you live one day one day we'll be live um, so yeah it's I mean it, it's it's not bad I definitely do enjoy the people that I work with mm-hmm. I, I have the great pleasure of having an awesome boss 
that I very much enjoy working with. Uh, so I don't, I don't have to worry about that. Not, yeah. every, not every day is a bad day. Yeah. Without, That's good when you have that, mm-hmm. when you have that cohesion with your boss mm-hmm. uh, and you can actually say you like your boss. Yeah. No, he's very great. rarely awesome. you ever Dude hear that. Awesome. It's, it's so tough and studying, you know, industrial organizational psychology. That's like one of the, the main reasons that people will leave is because of supervision. They're not mm-hmm. leaving. Because he's the only reason why I've stayed. <laughs> you know, they're not leaving because of pay and benefits and stuff like that. They're leaving because the supervision and the leadership is all wrong yeah you know, yeah people will leave for lesser pay <laughs> i'll buy him random super, gifts sometimes you know like he, mean, he loves don't treat on me stuff yeah so it'll be like random coffee mug that says it or something like that so yeah, yeah. No, we, we have we have a good time at work that's here, good so. yeah we have my office is it's we're always laughing and joking and it's the first place i've ever been you know outside of the organization it's the first place i've ever been where i walk into a place and i'm valued and respected for what i bring to the table it's yeah. never like, i can tell you right now like so was that your first job when you got out of the military no, so I got out in 2007, uh-huh. and then there was like a, I still joke, like we all joke, we don't know what we want to be when we grow up, yep. so I wound up in nuclear security, mm-hmm. and then I had to go through a third um, third spinal fusion mm-hmm. uh, for my back, mm-hmm. and when I was laying on the couch, you know, after the surgery and stuff, I had more time to dedicate to the organization, mm-hmm. and then I slowly saw the progression of how fast things were ramping up and i was just like wait a second if i invest more time doing this and i learn more Mm -hmm. then this is just going to go to the next level yeah so because of the disability and stuff i started talking to vocational rehab through the va Mm -hmm. to see if i qualify for it and i did so i pretty much just quit my job and what what, what is that like what, what qualifies for that? I think it's I like think 30%. Yeah, 30, 30%. Yeah, 30%. You can apply compensation for you have. Yeah. Um, but it's not, I don't want to say it's very easy to get into. It's it's sort of difficult mm-hmm. because you have to, when I went, I said I want to go for my MBA. Mm-hmm. So I had to research um, like five companies or five places within Connecticut that were looking for people with an MBA. Mm-hmm. Looking, I had to do like salary uh, qualifications, all that stuff to justify them paying for the education. Then about third third month in, I was just like, you know what? Anybody can run a business, mm-hmm. right? It's anyone can tell somebody else what to do. Mm-hmm. I want something a little bit more defined. So that's when I switched to organizational psychology. I wanted to focus more on like the the deeper meaning of things and how they work and operate and why people do what they do in businesses and organizations. And that directly carried over to the organization to where I can apply everything to that. Mm-hmm. So from January of 2018 to December of 2021, I was full-time college student taking... 12, 13 credits a semester doing uh, summer courses, uh, the accelerated summer courses. There was like one winter where they took a 16 week course. And here I am taking the same math class three times in a row. (laughs) I can't figure it out. Uh, University YouTube. That's, that's a really good one. I just Google answers. (laughs) So, um, and surprisingly enough, it was, I finished all my requirements for, for my degree two days before the deadline. Mm-hmm. So I submitted everything. I was done. And this was December of 2021. Nice. I was laying in bed. I could not sleep. So mm-hmm. I was just on like monster.com or something like that. And I found this position mm-hmm. and I'm looking at the, the qualifications and I'm like, check that box, check that box. Nailed got it. it. Got it. Got it. Nice. And I applied for it, not thinking anything of it. Right. You just hit the apply, you fill out the stuff and you're like, mm-hmm. well, if it happens, it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and then next thing you know, I'm getting phone calls and emails and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. And then I graduate, like I got my degree in December and then February 1st, I start, you know, contractor position for the government. I'm just like, nice. what the heck just happened here? Yeah, this is, this, this was my first uh, big boy job. Yeah, that's what as, I call as, it, big as, boy as job. I, I like I to call, grow yeah. up, you know, yeah, I have but, this, this 401. Yeah, this 401. Yeah, I don't know, I put money into <laughs> it and it goes up and down. I try not to look at it because it just makes me depressed. But um, no, so like it is, it's super nice to be valued for the work that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember like one of my first years with the company that I'm with, they they went around and, and they did uh, their, their annual bonuses. And I was like, well, geez, um, that's, that's pretty awesome. And when uh, my boss handed me the sheet and he asked like are you are you okay with with this amount like, I hope I hope you appreciate it and I was like are you serious I'm like I know people that 
would have to re-sign for six years to get a small amount of that and then only get it in installments mm -hmm. and have to commit six more years of their life to the service. So just to know that that's a thank you for the work that I did was like mind blowing. Yeah. And that's why I try to tell people, it's like, you know, don't, don't be afraid. Like we I mean, have a healthy respect for when you're getting out, but don't, don't be afraid where you're going to go. If you go to the right place that you're valued at, like you, they mm -hmm. really will appreciate the work that you do. Um, and yeah, I was just, I was just kind of blown away. I was yeah. like, well, you yeah. know, and then they were like, oh yeah, you know, it's an annual pay raise. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm used to just making more rank, you know, <laughs> like if I had to do that. Yeah. So yeah, you know, I had to like, literally I had my, my boss had to hold my hand through this and I like explain things to me. Cause like I, this was all so new mm -hmm. to me and I had a great, um, you know, HR lady at the time. It was wonderful that, um, uh, walked me through like health insurance because you know all i ever knew was tricare yep. you know i didn't know what a 401k was i was like i don't, I don't know i had a pension yeah. that i paid into that i never got anything out of yep uh, <laughs> yeah it's definitely a huge culture shock yeah that's something that it, definitely the veteran community um it's it's something that they they face and it's it's an actual stressor yeah it was i had no idea what i was doing where you know if, if I, I have to try to convince people to be on my side where before it was just do as I told you or I'm, or I'm dragging your, your ass into the fan room and we're going to have a conversation that way. Yeah. You know, so yeah. to, to, to change from one to another was just, it was very frustrating. Yeah. Go home I think my biggest like, one was how do I deal with these people? You know? Yeah. Communication is definitely a huge one because I mean, it's like you can't give somebody the knife hand. You can't yeah. give, you know, the typical response that you would give that would be acceptable in the military. Mm -hmm. But my biggest stressor, and this is going to sound completely like off the wall, but it was what to wear. Right. Because every job I've had getting that, out of I high get school that though. was I, a uniform, right? It was the army. This is what you wear. Then I yep. get into security and it's like, here's your uniform. Yep. I get into nuclear security. Here's your uniform. And then finally I get that big boy job and I'm like, what's the uniform? And they're like, it's business casual. And then I'm legit Googling business casual yep, ideas. I was there. And I did that. You're the <laughs> you know, first. I'm holding up pants and a shirt to you know, I'm, my girlfriend, I'm in... Allison. I'm like, babe, is this business casual? She's oh like, my oh my God, Doug. God. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, do these pants go with this shirt? And she's like, will you just stop? <laughs> no, I was the same way. I was saying, so I, like, I showed up to the job interview. I'm wearing like a brand new suit that I had just bought, you know, and it, it looks great. And, you know, uh, after a couple of interviews, I get the job. And my first two weeks, I'm showing up in like, you know, a white button up shirt and like some nice like blue pants and, you know, uh, steel toe boots because it's manufacturing. But mm -hmm. I'm, and I'm realizing I'm walking around in a manufacturing facility that's covered in freaking oil yeah. and dirt, you know, and all kinds of others. Like it's it's it's, a, it's the metals industry. So you mm -hmm. can imagine how dirty that might be. And I'm walking around like, you know, I'm a freaking bank teller. And then eventually it's kind of slowly graduated into, you know, uh, boots, jeans, belt, shirt, <laughs> tuck it in, call it good. Yep. And then now I'm all the way to the point where Friday's comes along and I'm wearing my guardian's hoodie at work. Hey, so, you know, it's, nothing yeah, that, that. that was, it, it's, it sounds minute, but it was a huge stressor. Um, but yeah, no, it's, you, that, that's why I like to talk about these things because the transition people don't realize like, that's that's a big thing for mm -hmm. us because we we are we are trained our, our brains are wired in a very specific way on how to function in every task that we perform so when we're not doing it that way we kind of get lost yeah yeah we we have no idea what like how do i deal with this how do what do i do like yep. you know it's so it's it's rough they they uh i think there's a word for it it's it's like transitioning you know, failure to transition or something like that. Yeah. Like you guys, you guys have a hard time with it. And it was definitely difficult for me. Um, so what did, what did, while you were in the service, what do you, what was your, what do you I mean? What do we call them? MOSs? My, you, yeah. It was weird ass people call MOS. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before they changed it, it was classified as a 63 Bravo, yeah. which means lightweight vehicle mechanic. So anything five tons and under, I was pretty much in charge of fixing. Okay. Uh, then I got, uh, qualified in vehicle recovery mm. so i could pretty much just go and tow truck driver 
not tow truck driver, but it was more of like a, so if like there was a, a Humvee or a Doosnap or a five ton basically that just got mm-hmm. stuck in the mud or something okay. like that, they they taught us how to basically hook up um, everything to just tow it out of there and get it out of. So you're you mil- military trained overlander. <laughs> pretty much. That's, that's yeah. actually pretty cool. And then right before we deployed the second time, uh, my command comes up to me and he's like, hey, guess what? Got great news for you. I'm like, what's that, sir? He's like, you're going to be the combat lifesaver. And I'm like, hey, got good news for you. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, uh, yes, you are. That's not how this works. I'm like, damn. I tried. So, uh, so when I was overseas the second time, I was pretty much like triple tasked yeah. on, you know, missions and convoys and stuff. They were like, hey, we need, uh, we need a mechanic. We need vehicle recovery, but we also need, you know, combat lifesaver. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, oh, go down to this place and, and go find Capazzi. He'll, he'll take care of it. And nice. next thing you know, we had people lining up and pulling me for missions and going on Blackhawks or Chinooks and just being there for, you know, combat life savings. Our like job suddenly seemed boring when he talks about his, <laughs> yeah. we were, we were glorified like it guys and mailmen I mean, janitors. Still- yeah. So I was a, I was a, I was a stuff. I mean, it's still important. I was a submarine <laughs> electronics technician, radioman. What they call it now, I have no idea because they've changed the name of that rate so many times. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was dealing with communications, dealing mm-hmm. with the crypto that goes with it, uh, electronic surveillance, radar operations, and then uh, electrical, mechanical hydraulic pneumatic yeah but also look at your environment you did that in right yeah. i might have done that in you know a chinook or a uh 60 blackhawk which or, sounds or, awesome it was awesome yeah right? i'm not gonna lie it was pretty the only thing to make it better legit. is when you were flying and you were playing like credence clearwater revival <laughs> you know <laughs> no we couldn't do that um but yeah I, w- I mean i will not lie it was it was pretty sick to to be in those situations but i mean if we look at your situation your environment like what you had to do in that I call it floating around the ocean in a big pen yeah. because basically what it is. It's, I mean, that, that's just mind blowing. I'm sitting in a room and I'm reading your emails is what I'm doing to make sure you're not saying secrets, but really I'm just laughing at you and all your personal issues that you keep complaining about. Like that's, that's how that worked for radio. So that's why life skills. You are, you, <laughs> you were our TV. So for all the guys that are no longer on submarines, I may have read your emails and we had a laugh. I didn't tell anybody though, so don't worry. Friday funnies. Friday funnies. <laughs> Friday funnies are great, man. Friday funnies are great. It's like, oh my god, the drama ensues. It was a beautiful thing. Uh, so let's go into uh, why. So why did you end up joining the Guardians? Like we 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 talked about like when you did, but like what? Well, what let me ask you that. Why did you join the Guardians? Oh well, it actually kind of leads to what I was just talking about. Um, that transition was so difficult for me to not have that or not to be surrounded by the people that know how I think because it's very hard to explain. And even if you can, even if you can, you're very good about articulating that, that thought process. People still don't understand it. They don't know, know where you're coming from. They might, you know, be like, oh, okay, well, you know, we'll consider how you think, uh, but it's, uh, it's, it's not something that you can just put away. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, like that's with you for life. Like you will think that way and the more dedicated you were to your service, you know, or like in my case, like a being a good sailor or your case of being a good soldier, uh, the harder it is to let it go. So like it gets to the point where it's like, if my wife turns left instead of going straight, but we know that both will get to the same destination. If one was the more efficient route, like you could, it's only shaving off 30 seconds, but I'm frustrated and why she didn't take it. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, you know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> because we are, we're, we are trained to operate the most yep. efficient manner. Now, Nick can attest there were definitely a few years where I was not operating in the most efficient manner whatsoever. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it, it's definitely hard to put away. So while I was working, you know, not knowing how to deal with, uh, with people in a different manner, um, not knowing a direction of things where, you know, when you're in the service, you know exactly what you want to do. The, the goal is make the next rank. Mm-hmm. So you know exactly what you need to do to make that next rank. But then you go into this world that's basically surrounded by, by you know, corporate stuff, right? You have to relearn everything and how people interact with each other, how things are structured, how you advance yourself. Um, and it was just, it was a lot. 
it was a lot for me to take care of. So when Nick and finally invited me out to the the dinner, I think I just had enough. I, I was I needed to get back with my people. Um, and it was to get into the point where like there were there were days all I wanted to do was put my uniform back on and go back to work. Like I didn't even throw it away. I actually still have them. Me too. You know, I still have <laughs> all of my uniforms, even though they definitely probably don't fit me. Um, but yeah, I wanted to come back. Uh, but at the same time, I did not regret leaving because the benefit was is I had so much more time with my family. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the biggest reasons why I left in the yeah. first place. So the, uh, the guardians definitely helped that. So being you know here with everybody and and being with the, the people that understand the way that we think uh kind of soothes that part of my brain that's just like just be efficient just be efficient just make these jokes that people don't get and you know it's a, it's a nice outlet so that's that's why i joined that's why i joined I said, well, I mean, I do have to say I'm glad that you did join and, you know, I'm glad that you did decide to to come out to the dinner Mm -hmm. and experience what the organization had to offer, not just to the community and not just to our recipient, but to individuals Mm -hmm. who are in the organization. Um, It's... You know, it's something that I take a lot of pride in is when someone can just come in and volunteer Mm -hmm. and then turn around and say, this is what I need. This is what I want, right? It's not so much as, you know, they look at the mission that we complete and they're like, yeah, that's cool, right? I can get behind that. I can support that. But what's really drawing me into the organization is the fact of the people that are in the organization. Mm -hmm. And then that's just, you know, I absolutely love it when I hear stories like that. For me, it was when I joined, um, it wasn't the Guardians. Like I said in the last episode, it was the Purple Heart Poker Run Incorporated. And it was just one event. It was the Poker Run. Yeah, any excuse to go ride, right? Right. And it was, for me, it was like I was struggling a lot with mental health. I was struggling a lot with where I was and what I was going through. And I needed something to uh, basically take over that part. I needed like a project or something to get my brain to to rewire differently. Mm -hmm. Um, At the end of the day, it's being a part of something bigger than yourself, right? Because it's, we're literally out there changing someone's life to the point where they walk into the honorary dinner and they have no clue what we're doing for them. We raise all this money, we have a mission, and then they're sitting there and it's, when we do the the five seven minute speech mm-hmm. to that Oprah moment, as I call it, where it's the reveal, where we say, "Hey, this is where all of our fundraising efforts went to." Mm-hmm. You can really see the stress just drain from their You're face, a and You're it's just a car. the stress comes off their shoulders, yeah. and you can see that sigh of relief. And then it's just knowing that when they go home, they're gonna lay in bed at night and go whoa i can fight another day Mm -hmm. like i can finally breathe i can finally you know i can finally see the light at the end of the tunnel right it might be dim Mm -hmm. it might be very dim but it still gives them a target to to shoot for and it still gives them that that motivation to just keep going so one of one of the things that i kind of came to the conclusion the other day actually after we were done filming our first episode um was that the guardians and I'm sure there's, there's other uh, veteran related uh, charity organizations out there is everything we loved about the military with almost none of the things that we hated. And I think that's a great thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So the camaraderie, the, the, the belonging to something bigger than yourself, the working towards a common goal, but then you get to pick what that goal is. Mm -hmm. All right. It is your own, you know, hard work and investment that you get to see pay off. Uh, Yes. You know, and you're being surrounded by people that have the same level of drive that you do. It is is all the things that I loved about being Mm -hmm. in the Navy, all the things I loved, you know, about like working with Nick, you know, in in our our shore duty together, but none of of the bull crap that we had to deal with. It's a lot, it's a lot more relaxed and happy to be here as opposed to being forced to be here. So it's great. So I I always encourage people, you know, by donating to like a charity like, like, like the Guardians, you're not only helping who would be our or who would become our recipient for that year you're helping us because you're keeping us together and and and, you know going through any healing process that we might have as well as making sure that you know we continue to have that same camaraderie and compassion that that we've always had that drew us together in the first place so exactly i think that 
that's a super cool uh, thing nick please let's talk about some news that's going on within the community uh it gave us some great points uh the basic house allowing for housing allowance for the military is going up to um by 12.1 percent yep. uh which will be great because inflation inflation sucks so uh, it's about time to caught up with that but a whole lot to talk about on that one other than you know i'm happy for you all that are actually receiving that because once you <laughs> stop receiving that it kind of sucks um <laughs> let's talk about one that's uh I don't know how to feel about this one. I don't know. ASVAB scores. Okay. Lowered to 10 for admittance. Yeah. In that's, that's the news the, floating around. Is that, that, is, is is the is that just the Navy or is that the Army? Is that, is that no, all? Is I it, think that I don't hold know on, if I'm it's looking up right specific. Here. It says the Navy will now, and this, this is from uh, Task and Purpose. Uh, the Navy will now enlist recruits who score 10 on their ASVAB scores. Now, you got nine points for just putting your name on the paper. So I don't know where you're getting that extra one, but it might be on loan. <laughs> I don't know. And I felt dumb I when I got know. a 75. Oh, <laughs> so there's a 10. I'm not even going to tell you my ASVAB score. No. <laughs> That's why I became a mechanic. Can you turn a wrench? And I'm like, yep. They're like, here's an M16. Yeah. You know, I, I, initially I didn't want to even be on submarines. I wanted to be a, a hull tech. Like, really? Like my stepdad. Yeah. That, Cause I just thought that was super cool. I still don't know how to weld, you know, but I just, I, I loved the idea of that. And then he looked at the rate and was just like, yeah, it's nowhere near as cool as it needs to be. I said, like, oh, rip that shit up. <laughs> they want to make me a cook on submarines. I offered to walk the hell out right oh, there. Oh, man. They offered me to be a cook in the Army. Yeah. yeah it's like, no. What's a cook's ASVAB? What was a cook's ASVAB score? So for those of you who aren't watching, ASVAB is the, uh, it's, it's basically the, the SAT version for the military. It's the aptitude test to tell uh, I don't want to say how smart you are, but your, no, cap- basically your capability, you classification. Yeah, your capability to learn. And then they figure out basically what would be the best for you. But Nick, go ahead and tell me what the ASVAB score requirements were for cooks. So pre, pre today, pre this announcement, it was 32 to be a cook. Now you can get in with a 10. I'm speechless with that. And so we're just going to move on. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know what to let's, say about that. Uh, and the last one we talked about, this one's super interesting. They brought this to our attention is that the VA is, uh, is, are they, are they building a case for aiming exposure? Yeah. They're, they're researching. Yeah. They're doing, they're doing research for, for aiming exposure. So the two and biggest th- things that I, I think are interesting is one, I think it was three years ago. They announced that the, they're actually going to be uh, putting They I think they put something like, uh, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of dollars into research, actual research for cannabis for vets, mm-hmm. which is it's very interesting to think that the VA is actually at that point where they're like, let's actually discuss this because if it if it swings in favor, then the VA would then probably move to start prescribing that to some yep. vets, which is very interesting. I'm, I'm very curious how that's going to go. But amine, amine is a, is a chemical that's, that's used to, um, for oxygen purification, right? So okay. w- when you're in, when you're in that, that big pen, like you said, that, yep. that underwater bubble, right? We create our own oxygen. So there has to be a way that we can, we can clean it. And that's one of the chemicals that we use. Um, it has a very specific smell to it. Um, it's, it's hard to get out of your nose, uh, let's put it this way. It smells so bad that when I would come home from underway, I would leave my sea bag in the garage for a week. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. insane. It's, it, it will actually take anything that's white and slowly turn it yellow. Hmm. Yeah. So it's like, have you ever been to someone who smoked in the house for like yeah. 30 so it's like years? A yeah. Type it's of the same haze. type of nicotine stain. Okay. It looks the same way. has that same odor. It's hard to get out of things. Uh, my wife hated the smell, but loved it. Cause she knew that meant I was home. Um, which I thought was kind of cute, but, uh, yeah. So that's, that's interesting because Lord knows I, I've been breathing that shit in forever. <laughs> so, uh, hopefully, Hopefully we don't go down the same route of it's just asbestos. We just put it on the submarines. Yeah, yeah, we don't need that. So, um, and then yeah. So for those who uh, can't 
are, aren't watching on our YouTube channel or are listening to us at home, Doug and I are wearing our fantastic Christmas sweaters. I just want to point out that my sweater is a lot better than yours. Yours is like, awesome. Mine's just metal, man. I don't know well, what to tell you. So you're, just, so you're like a fat elf in a tiny vest. Yep. Yep. Or a fat like Santa. Chris Farley where he's yep, like there fat you go. guy in a little coat song. Like, I'm I love Chris Farley. I'm a little vest, right? And then so. I got the classic <laughs> ugly Christmas sweater, but it's all, instead of Santa on it, it's Krampus. Krampus was the... Uh, I still think mine's better. The, the evil... Actually, let's have a vote, right? What? All right, so everyone watching yeah. this... So if you're watching this... Put is a it, is it put a is put a one Krampus? if you think my sweater is better, or put a two yeah. if you think his weird or just F, attire. F's in the chat if you're just sorry for us at this point in time. <laughs> this whole <laughs> thing, <laughs> the loser, the loser gets a surprise. Uh, so fun fact, all right? So uh, yesterday uh, was December seventeenth, um, which was International Maple Syrup Day. Okay. Can I can I just bring something up? What? Why is it every day is International Something Day? You know, International like, Maple Syrup Day. Like, yeah, you can tell me that you can't have fun on International Taco Day. Why? Why do we have to have these international days though? Like, I get it, right? They're fun because, like, International Donut Day. I go to Dunkin' Donuts and I get a donut, you know, for free. I'm, yeah. I'm going to save thirty-seven cents. That's awesome. But. It's just every day there's like. Dude, can we get an international thing. gas day? I know, for real. Like, <laughs> like how about we have international day off day? Where yep. like we all, or international mental health day where we all take a day. You off. know, I always said that about Veterans Day. Day off day, or right? Yeah, it's like you know, vet, Veterans Day. Like, like that they should take any active service member should get paid basically time and a half for that. Right. Day, you like, know, let's let's come up with a little bit more creative stuff to have like international days like international what's today and mittens tell days. me that you're like, looking oh, at today Lord. what's today are you serious today's ugly sweater day no <laughs> right, shit I'll, I'll go ahead and get behind that one all right all right the only time, time that paid off <laughs> i was just thinking, let's be festive because it'll be the last episode yeah. before the holidays back to my house to grab mine because i forgot it so i mean wow oh is, my gosh that is actually creepy. Doug, Doug, do you believe in santa hell yeah i believe in santa are you kidding me yeah i actually know santa yeah, me yeah too. he's a pretty cool dude uh who today i'm gonna be your santa though what yeah you look you looked at me there's, i'm not sitting there, on your lap there's a glance of excitement <laughs> and then confusion you're like your maybe lap. it wasn't maybe he I'm wasn't not, thinking no. of what i was thinking what of. in the hell so are you doing i got you this bag every every kiss begins with k by the way and, and inside that is your present the K jewelers? No, I didn't go buy you jewelry. Oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not that rich. <laughs> it's a friggin' pickle. Oh, my lord! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's an emotional it's support awesome. pickle, man. I love my emotional support. <laughs> what does it say? What does it say? It says naughty. Deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> That is a. I have another one attached to my mic here for those who can't see it. It says, uh, it says get pickled. So it's a little cartoon pickle with a face on it and a Santa hat. You know, uh, I just want I just want to point out, like, it. out of all things. <laughs> to like, stick? To stick, pickles is one. And you know what the funny thing is about, about pickles is when I created our uh, Instagram, mm -hmm. um, which we'll leave the link in the comments or the about section whatever it is yep. you'll do all that stuff um i was going back through my personal instagram mm -hmm. and i was looking at like hashtags to get ideas of like which ones i could use for our instagram yep. no lie months ago i was putting hashtag pickles <laughs> and i'm like how weird is this i don't know the fact that nick said emotional support pickle and then my wife ran with it with initially buying me this little dude right here this is awesome and it squeaks so so i do have a question it, it is a it is a dog toy but Whatever. you know i figured Whatever. it's just as fun so i do have a question though and this is something that's been kind of like weighing on my mind for years okay yes years there's a lot of weird crap that i think about at night when i can't sleep so i want to know is it socially acceptable if i'm sitting in a restaurant right and someone orders a burger or a sandwich and they get a pickle with their food and they don't touch it the entire meal mm -hmm. can i ask them if they're going to eat it like, so I can eat it, or is that not socially acceptable? And if it is, what is the allotted time frame that I have to wait before you can feasibly go up and say, excuse me, are, are you gonna eat that pickle? Only if you whisper it in your ear softly. 
Are you going to eat that pickle? Like, I don't want to get weird about it, but I just don't want to see a perfectly good sandwich pickle go to waste. Like, it's... <laughs> I know, right? Who get, who doesn't eat the pickle when you go, like, I you go to a deli and you get a nice Reuben, oh. all right? And they give you that big-ass, you know, dill pickle and you don't eat it? Oh. It's a waste. One, it was it was free food, man. It came with the sandwich. Yeah. Why wouldn't you eat it? Like, and then I get it. You might not like pickles and stuff. So if you don't like pickles, and it is socially acceptable to ask somebody for the pickle, but how do I know if they don't like it? Maybe it's, they're just not it's hungry. It's socially acceptable to ask someone for the, the pickle. Is it? Like, can I ask them? <laughs> or is it just weird having a complete stranger come up and be like, hey, you can eat that pickle? Don't answer that. We'll figure it out on camera. Well, we, I don't know. We should have a social experiment. And do that. I'm not. No. <laughs> no this could this could no. lead with a, with a, uh, I watched so that movie. Uh, what is it? Bad Santa. Um, it's, a, it's a wooden pickle. The kid carves him a wooden pickle. <laughs> he's sitting there and he's just like, "What am I supposed to do with a wooden pickle?" <laughs> but yeah, I definitely believe in Santa. I mean, it's why wouldn't you? I mean, I believe in Krampus. I mean, you're just weird. I, you know, some kids need to be taught a lesson. You're talking about logs and stuff. I don't know. You talk about some weird stuff. Hey, man, I, I, I like to keep old traditions alive. That's why yeah, we still celebrate you. It's all good, so. though. It's all good. It's it's good to be cultured and well-rounded and to learn about other things. Mm-hmm. So, But I think that's all we got for today, right? Uh, uh, I mean, uh, we're going to get out of here pretty soon. Uh, I hope so everyone... Uh, that's all we got for today. But thanks for watching Cover Down again. Uh, I'm Seth. I'm Doug. Uh, everybody enjoy your holidays and uh, we'll see you back next year we're going to have a very special guest with us on our episode oh, three. Yeah. yes yeah special we're not going to get we're not going to give it away can't we're wait. not going to give it away cannot wait but it's going to look it's going to be there's epic. any episode that you're going to want to tune into next week yes it's going to be next week yes like, like that's going to be the one this, this guest very watch. special guest very very important instrumental person within the community and that's all uh, the stuff that just doug knows about this he doesn't is, know about the other stuff this is just this Facts. person we cannot wait to have him on on the show i can't i'm i'm legit excited for episode three yep. like this i cannot wait for this one it's gonna be great all right guys everybody have a good holiday stay safe out there once again if you see that shake their hand don't shake doug's hand we have already established that he's dirty